0: good to see each of you today we want to stand especially welcome to those who are our guests and visiting um, we hope you'll be blessed by being here today and if we can serve you in any way or if you have any questions about our church's life and ministries please ask us we are happy to share that with you My name is Dennis Lee. I'm one of the retired ministers in the congregation. I'm filling in for our pastor, Joe Kate. Joe is in Rock Hill this weekend. He is at his home church, um, Woodland, United Methodist. He was asked to be there today and preach at their homecoming. So we're thinking of him and his family as they are there today. Harriet Johnson is going to be sharing the announcements, so I'll acknowledge her at this time.
1: Good morning. How are you all? Uh, welcome and. Um, If you'll turn in your bulletins to the announcements section, Um, our announcements are divided according to our five practices, and radical hospitality, I think, is first. If you're visiting with us today, we would love for you to register. There are cards in the pew racks. Um, to let us know that you're here and share uh, any amount of information that you would like to also on those cards you'll find um, a prayer card and if you have a concern that you would like to share with Joe or the prayer group which meets on Tuesday morning please write that down and we will get that information and uh, pray for your concerns we also have an announcement in uh, intentional faith development. We have a children's Christian book fair going on right now. And um, you can shop um, this Sunday and next Sunday and place an order. That's uh, The books are displayed in the Family Life Center. So we hope that you will look at those and place an order. And please remember, too, that our Sunday night programming starts tonight at 5 p.m. and you'll see all the descriptions of what's going on in the bulletin. You have an insert in the bulletin today um, from Epworth Children's Home and this is an opportunity for us as a church to support this great mission of the South Carolina Conference. And it serves children who are facing distressful situations. So if you would like to make a contribution to that, the envelope is there. And you can place it in the um, offering plate as it passes. Please be sure that you register your attendance in the attendance books and as they go up and down the pew and that those are given to the ushers, also. I don't see Gretchen. I think Gretchen's working uh, on some opportunities for us to help those that are dealing with the hurricane or hurricanes. And then on the back of the bulletin, you'll see um, our financial report in extravagant generosity. So please look at that and um, find out all the things that are going on. Thank you.
0: I always forget something when I'm filling in, so um, don't think I'm leaving when I walk after I announce the um, hymn this morning. I'm going to go down there and get a hymn book. I don't have one. Let's stand and sing hymn 695. us now affirm our faith using the Apostles Creed. I believe that God the Father seated
2: the first scripture lesson today is Psalm 118 verses 1 through 8 it's found on page 956 in your pew Bible Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Let Israel say, his love endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say, his love endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord say, his love endures forever. In my anguish, I cried to the Lord, and he answered by setting me free. The Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? The Lord is with me. He is my helper. I will look in triumph on my enemies. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
0: Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Almighty God, we've gathered here to praise you. And as we draw near to you in faith, we pray that the presence of your Holy Spirit will be felt by us all. We pray today for those in need. We pray for the victims of the natural disasters that have occurred during the past week. Especially, we pray for those who have lost loved ones and lost homes and lost businesses. We pray for their well being and ask that you would lead us to respond with compassion and generosity. We also pray for those who are currently threatened or will be threatened in the hours and days ahead. Keep them safe from harm. Grant mercy and relief to them all. Help us, O Lord, to look to you in all times, both good and bad, for only you are God renew us in this hour and give us strength and give us courage to live as your people in the week ahead we make a prayer in the name of Christ who taught his disciples to pray saying our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. With glad and grateful hearts, let us now give our tithes and offerings. seated the sermon text is from the Old Testament book of 2nd Kings chapter 7 verses 3 through 16a that's found in the pew Bibles on page 581 before reading that text let me describe what was happening in this section of 2 Kings. A war was going on. The Arameans had attacked the Israelites and laid siege to the city of Samaria, and the king of Israel was trapped there inside the city walls. As a result of the siege, The people in the city were suffering from a severe famine. God's prophet, Elisha, was also there inside the city, trapped with everyone else. And he said that God would deliver the Israelites, that God would save them. But no one believed him. That's where the story picks up at verse 3. Now there were four men with leprosy at the entrance of the city gate. They said to each other, why stay here until we die? If we say we'll go into the city, the famine is there and we will die. And if we stay here, we will die. So let's go over to the camp of the Arameans and surrender. If they spare us, we live. If they kill us, then we die. At dusk, they got up and went to the camp of the Arameans. When they reached the edge of the camp, not a man was there. For the Lord had caused the Arameans to hear the sound of chariots and horses and a great army, so that they said to one another, Look, the king of Israel has hired the Hittite and Egyptian kings to attack us. So they got up and fled in the dusk and abandoned their tents and their horses and donkeys. They left the camp as it was and ran for their lives. The men who had leprosy reached the edge of the camp and entered one of the tents. They ate and drank and carried away silver gold and clothes and went off and hid them they returned and entered another tent and took some things from it and hid them also then they said to each other we're not doing right this is a day of good news and we are keeping it to ourselves if we wait until daylight punishment will overtake us. Let's go at once and report this to the royal palace. So they went and called out to the city gatekeepers and told them, we went into the Aramean camp and not a man was there, not a sound of anyone, only tethered horses and donkeys and the tents left just as they were. The gatekeepers shouted the news and it was reported within the palace the king got up in the night and said to his officers I will tell you what the Arameans have done to us they know we are starving so they have left the camp to hide in the countryside thinking they will surely come out and then we will take them alive and get into the city One of his officers answered, Have some men take five of the horses that are left in the city. Their plight will be like that of all the Israelites left here. Yes, they will only be like all of these Israelites who are doomed. So let us send them to find out what happened. So they selected two chariots with their horses, and the king sent them after the Aramean army. He commanded the drivers, go and find out what has happened. They followed them as far as the Jordan, and they found the whole road strewn with the clothing and equipment the Arameans had thrown away in their headlong flight. So the messengers returned and reported to the king. Then the people went out and plundered the camp of the Arameans. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. In the first half of the 20th century, there was a well-known and well-respected radio news commentator. His name was H.V. Kaltenborn. And it is said that each time Kaltenborn came on the air, he greeted the nation with the following announcement. Good evening, everyone. There's good news tonight. And from there, Kaltenborn would go on to assure the American people that indeed, there was some good news, something good going on in the world, something good to hold on to. Well, if a reporter had been in the city of Samaria when the Israelites were surrounded by the Arameans, would he or she have good news to report? No. The folks were starving. Those four lepers outside the gate of the city were also starving. So they started thinking about their options. So, one, they figured the gates could be opened and they could enter the city, but they knew they would die like everyone else of hunger. Two, they knew if they stayed where they were and did nothing, they would die. So, three, they decided to go to the camp of the Arameans and to surrender. Perhaps the Arameans will let them live. If not, being killed would be no worse than starving to death. We read in the scripture that before the lepers reached the camp, God caused the Arameans, or Arameans, to hear what they thought were chariots and the noise and clatter of that and armies coming. They thought the Israelites had solicited the help of their allies. It reminds me a little bit of the old cowboy movies from the 1950s when the good guys were outnumbered by the bad guys, and the good guys were in danger of being overrun the bad guys would often hear the loud sound of a bugle and the hooves of many horses and they would flee because they knew the cavalry was coming to the rescue uh, you have to know I, I um grew up on westerns about uh, those westerns um, well when the arameans heard all that noise They thought there were armies coming, and they fled. They left everything behind. So the lepers entered the camp and saw what happened. First thing they did, they ate and they drank until they were satisfied. Then they started taking silver and gold and other things and hid it. But at some point, they said to themselves, hey, we've got great news and we're keeping it to ourselves. It's not right. We need to go tell the people and tell the king. And they did. And the people in Samaria found out that they were saved. Instead of death, there was life. It was wonderful news. The words of the prophet Elisha were true. God did deliver the people. There's always good news. But sometimes it's not obvious, is it? I often find it easy to get depressed by reading the news or listening to it or watching it on TV. That's because much of the news that's reported is negative. And I have to remind myself that those reports are only part of the story. The world is not all bad news. There is much good news. And although there are plenty of examples of sin in the world, goodness is always happening. For every disaster that's caused by nature or us humans there's a greater number of examples of good news in the world sometimes we have to look for it but it's there and sometimes we have to work for it and help it happen but that's possible the words of that radio commentator H.V. Kaltenborn, the words that he started his broadcast with is the same message that we Christians believe we need to spread. We believe there is good news today. What is it about being a Christian that's good? What's good to you? How would you describe it? To me, it's good news that God loves every one of us unconditionally. That's really unbelievable. It's good news that God forgives us and wants to remove our guilt and shame. It's good news that God wants us to have abundant life, not just now, but in the life to come. It's good news that we can know what God is like because by reading the Gospels, We know what Jesus was like and we believe Jesus was God in the flesh. You may recall that the word gospel means good news. So we refer to the first four books of the New Testament as the Gospels. The Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So what we have in those is the good news according to Matthew and Mark and Luke and John there were many people in the New Testament as we read through those pages who found life in Christ to be good news for example think about Matthew that um, tax collector who was hated by his fellow Jews Matthew experienced new life because Jesus accepted him as he was and Matthew, in return, responded to Jesus by becoming a disciple. There was Zacchaeus who climbed up in a tree to see Jesus better and who ended up hosting Jesus in his home and receiving Jesus' forgiveness and encouragement. I think of the good news for Mary and Martha who entertained Jesus in their home who were Jesus's good friends they were looking to him as their teacher and he became their Lord and their Savior there was good news for the multitudes that listened to the Sermon on the Mount they learned that they were to be the light of the world And the salt of the earth so we could go on and on many people experiencing good news in knowing Christ what does one do when one has good news what we learned from the story about the lepers is that good news is to be shared The lepers were in the enemy camp taking all the bounty when they came to their senses. They realized that what had happened was good news and that they should go and tell the king and the people, which they did. Being a follower of Christ is good news. It's a wonderful experience. It gives life to us blessings of being a Christian then should not be kept to ourselves the story of what God has done in your life and in mine is worth sharing with others if the Bible were being written today I wonder what examples of good news might be included in that current day version Perhaps we would read about a young woman who was killed in a car accident. Her Christian parents donated her organs so that persons who needed a kidney and a new heart and a liver might have new life. And what about this? A couple of days ago with Hurricane Irma plowing through the Caribbean, moving toward the US, a woman in Florida drove 30 miles to buy an emergency generator at one of the big box stores because her dad is on oxygen and needed power. When the person in front of her bought the last generator She burst out in tears. Then a complete stranger came over to her and insisted that she take the one that was in his cart and with tearful gratitude she gave him a big hug and when interviewed by a reporter later she said that stranger was like an angel from God. Or perhaps we might read about a family that was hiking in the desert southwest, a family that lost their way. And during their couple of days of isolation, they came to realize how precious water is. After they were rescued, they wanted to do something constructive So they contributed money through their church to a particular mission project. Their contribution enabled the missionary team to dig a well in a small African village in a region experiencing a severe drought. Residents of the village said the well was a miracle. They called it living water. Because it gave them new life and opportunities. The missionaries then told the villagers about Christ, who is the living water. Like the four lepers in our scripture, we too have been recipients of good news. And our calling is to share that news every way we can. There's a hymn entitled, We've a Story to Tell. The words go like this. We've a story to tell to the nations that shall turn their hearts to the right a story of truth and mercy, a story of peace and light. We have a song to be sung to the nations that shall lift their hearts to the Lord, a song that shall conquer evil and shatter the spear and sword. We have a message to give to the nations that the Lord who reigneth above hath sent us his Son to save us and show us that God is love. We've a Savior to show to the nations who the path of sorrow hath trod that all of the world's great peoples might come to the truth of God. For the darkness will turn to dawning and the dawning to noonday bright, and Christ's great kingdom shall come on earth, the kingdom of love and light. Let's sing those words. It's hymn 569.